0: Welcome to This Is Lausanne, a podcast brought to you by the Lausanne School of Engineering. Each episode, we bring you a fresh conversation from the Lausanne community. Each episode, you'll hear stories from engineers and scientists, aka our students, profs, alumni, and industry partners, stories about designing solutions to complex problems to push our world forward. Tune in as these stories will engage, inspire, and delight you to create human impact through science and engineering. I'm Tiffany Alviar, a computer engineering student at LaSonde. Our guest today is Jeff Harris, one of our professors at the LaSonde School of Engineering. Professor Harris finds his inspiration in creating impact through engineering education. He talks to us about how the role of the engineer has evolved and we'll learn about what or who a T-shaped engineer is and how Professor Harris and his Lusanne School colleagues teach courses to impart those skills to their engineering students. We welcome you to the podcast, Jeff. How are you today?
1: Great, great, it's good to be here.
0: Awesome. Um, so yeah, to start us off, uh, what would you say is your favorite part about being a professor?
1: Seeing that students get inspired to find meaning in their work. I think that's, that's the most rewarding part. I think those informal chats I have with students when they drop in during office hours or those five minutes before a class, five minutes after a class, when we're on campus together often run into students in the hall maybe it's waiting for an elevator maybe we share a table at the cafeteria for lunch just having those those informal conversations learning about what's going on in in their world and seeing them shine and seeing them overcome the different challenges that they face
0: that's lovely um so I guess switching gears to like our current situation. Um, I know as of this recording, we're like in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, tell us what your experience has been being a professor with the transition to online learning. Was it hard to adjust?
1: For me, the biggest adjustment was, um, I think blending, the blend of working from home all the time and, and um, sort of the mix of home life and work life and finding where those boundaries were. In terms of the teaching aspect, um, it wasn't that challenging of a transition um, because I had already delivered parts of courses online. I've already been thinking about using technology for student engagement and that had already been part of my courses. Some of the materials did need to be reformatted and redeveloped. I wouldn't say that was challenging so much but more time consuming uh, for me. So I guess that's what it was like for me Um, and with family life as well and having, kids at home and schools closing and stuff makes things a bit more complex. But what I say really helped this year go by was the amount of um, caring and understanding that I've had with my students and my colleagues um, with the courses I've taught. I've said at the beginning, you know, this is an unusual time. We're just going to make sure we take care of each other. Um, Let me know what's going on in your life. I'll help accommodate whatever you're facing. Recognize this goes both ways. Sometimes I might not give you a mark back as quick as I would like to, because I've got other things going on. Um, So let's, let's just have some understanding and we'll take care of each other.
0: Absolutely. And um, I guess like part of the challenge would be, um, especially for mechanical engineering, I'm sure there's sort of in lab (laughs) components. Um, How's it been sort of navigating that? Um, I guess if there were any courses that you taught where in person normally there would be a lab, um, but with online there isn't.
1: Yeah, so this winter I taught a course that had that has labs in it and normally it's um, a lab where students come in and in teams, they work with a certain piece of equipment for about three hours. Um, Really the learning outcomes for those labs are being able to understand data, being able to analyze experimental data, understand where, where data might be mismatched from theory, understand why, understand what conclusions you can draw from that data. So with this in mind, um, we were still able to deliver a learning experience for that course. What we did in the fall is have a video crew come into the lab. I had a team of um, videographers come in and I went and did all the experiments and we had really good uh, really good quality videos and students would go on we used um, software called Microsoft Teams so students would get um, together in their group with a teaching assistant the teaching assistant would guide them on what the experiment is Um, then together they'd watch a video of me doing the experiment, but as they watched the video, they'd see the different dials and gauges and indicators and have to write down the data themselves. And then as a group, they were using um, Microsoft Excel within Microsoft Teams on a shared spreadsheet, and they could talk um, with their microphones while working on this common spreadsheet all together and doing the data analysis. And in that sense, I think the collaboration was a bit easier because they could all be editing the same document. Sometimes in the past, it would be one person on a laptop and two or three other people crowding around them, watching them. Um, So people were able to participate more in the data analysis. Um, So that's how we approached that one. Now, this fall, we're planning to open those labs back up for open lab hours so students who took that course online can now come in and tinker and play with some of that equipment that they saw um, on video before.
0: That's really cool. That's awesome. And um, yeah, kudos to you for uh, really putting in the extra work to um, still keep the spirit of a lab alive in this online environment. So do you think online education for engineers can still be viable in the future given current technologies or will in-person education always be ideal?
1: I think there'll always be a demand for the opportunities to be with other people, to engage in conversations, to make social connections um, so that students can easily support each other in their own learning. Um, having said that, I think there will be some demand for complete online education. I think that might be um, perhaps more of a niche, people looking for a second career, perhaps, who who are going back, people um, who might have Um, might be in a location where it's difficult to access education, people who have employment and family responsibilities and can't be on campus, um, having something that is online can really increase access to education. So I think there'll be demand for both modes of learning in the future.
0: Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I guess scaling back a bit, um, what exactly brought you to Lausanne? Or if you want to like describe your journey to um, the institution, like what was your journey like after um, high school all the way to like undergrad and then postgrad? Um, like how did you get here, I guess?
1: Yeah, so um, I think I talked about the transition going from high school to university and then while I was an undergraduate student I did a long co-op term which was good because I learned a lot um, of practical skills but I also learned the types of tasks I wasn't interested in doing and through that I realized that I wanted to learn some more specialized skills and then I went into grad school and I did my PhD in engineering. As I was doing that graduate school, I had the opportunity to work as a teaching assistant um, for engineering design and some labs. And I really enjoyed that experience and getting to work with students. After finishing my PhD, I had the opportunity to keep doing some research as a postdoc, but also teach some courses. And I found myself really loving the teaching part of it so that I knew that's what I wanted to specialize in. When the opportunity to come work at La Sonde, uh, came about, I was really excited about it because I knew the sand was an emerging engineering school who was open to thinking about education in new ways. And it was also an opportunity for me to focus on teaching and gave me space to do research about how we teach. Um, So that's what brought me to Lausanne. Along the way, I realized I wanted to know more about how people learn and about educational systems. And I did a a master's of education part-time that I just graduated from last year from York University. Um, while I was also a professor here. So that's um, perhaps something a bit unique about my journey as well.
0: That's awesome. And I guess diving into the education side more, um, I guess like what have you observed over the years is like the best way for students to learn or like be engaged in the class?
1: Best way to... Be engaged, I would say um, participate as much as you can. Get to know other people in your classes. Make connections. Sometimes, um, Sometimes we might feel a little bit introverted, but if you're in person in a class, introduce yourself to the person next to you. If you're learning online, engage in online learning communities, there's different platforms like Discord going on um, where students can meet other students virtually and make those connections. And I think I think having that is really beneficial for students.
0: I agree. And um, yeah, it's definitely important that you mentioned participation. Um, thinking back, I think that the classes that Um, I was most excited about and that I was really interested in like the material and learning in um, were the ones where I asked questions or where I got to talk to other students about what we were learning. So, um, yeah, that's definitely a really important way for students to um, not only be engaged, but just get excited about the course, too. Um, Since sometimes like courses like calculus or physics can get a bit hard to uh, go through. Tell us what inspired you to pursue engineering? Was it like a calling of yours?
1: I don't know that it was exactly a a calling per se. When I think about going through high school, I was often drawn to a lot of the hands-on courses. Um, So I took a fair number of shop classes and I also really enjoyed some of my science courses. And I found what I was most drawn to was the applications of that science. Um, So based on that, I thought engineering would be something interesting to study. I was also looking for something that would be challenging, that um, that would make me think a little bit differently, that would stretch me in new ways and help me grow. So I think all of those factors together drew me into engineering.
0: Awesome. And what aspect of engineering interests you the most, would you say?
1: In this moment? um, In this moment, I think the aspect of really how engineering can have an impact on improving the lives of people. Um, and there's so much interesting work going on within companies, within research groups of really trying to tackle some of the wicked problems that our world is facing.
0: Mm-hmm. And what would you say is the definition of an engineer to you? Because high school students aren't re- like really quite sure what really defines an engineer or what the profession exactly entails. So what would you say the definition of an engineer is?
1: People often talk about engineers as problem solvers. And I would say that an engineer is someone who can use technology, knowledge of math and science um, along with other foundational skills in order to solve complex problems. but it's, that's not the end of it. Um, it's about creating improvement and impact on people's lives. So as an engineer, you solve problems, but for a purpose. And that purpose is to either improve society, to make things easier or better for people's lives, or to improve the world and, and the environment. And I think that last bit, that sense of purpose, um, it's something that often often gets overlooked, but is so important to what the profession is and what people do.
0: Absolutely, I totally agree with that. Um, so yeah, tell us a bit about what it's like teaching first year students. I remember when I was in first year in computer engineering, I was pretty nervous about how difficult earning this degree would be. But from your perspective, what mindset do you think a first year engineering student should have?
1: I think it's important to have some curiosity coming into first year. Um, Teaching first year students, those first three weeks of the term are always very special um, because I get to work with um, young minds who are excited about this new endeavor they've just embarked on Um, and Students often approach those as as a sponge, ready to absorb everything, ready to engage in it and eager to learn. Um, and I would encourage first year students to keep that open mind, to keep your curiosity, to focus on your own growth, how you're going to develop interests, how you're going to learn to learn. Um, And if you work at that, if you follow your passions, if you you develop good study habits, the grades will fall in place. Um, Sometimes not initially, Uh, engineering is an iterative process and so is learning to learn. Um, But if, if you follow your passion, explore your curiosity and develop good habits, the grades will come.
0: Awesome. I I really resonate with the learning how to learn. Um, Since, I guess, like jumping right into university back when I started my degree, uh, it was really hard, I guess, to like adjust to university and the different schedules and all the different concepts that you learn. But I totally agree with you that um, like keeping in mind sort of like that passion and open mindedness while also focusing on like your work ethic and study habits, um, yeah, it it really does go hand in hand with uh, making sure that your engineering education is, um, you know, it falls into place. Um, So what are some of the concepts you teach first-year engineering students at LaSonde?
1: Um, The concepts that I teach are really focused on some of the foundational skills that you need to be successful in it, or to be a successful engineer. So those include things like effective communication, having a sense of ethics, um, how to solve problems in different ways, different structured ways of tackling complex and wicked problems.
0: Mm-hmm. And what do you think would help first-year students be less intimidated about studying engineering?
1: I think the important thing to know is that getting admitted into the program is a hurdle. And now that you've made it in, uh, we know you're successful, or we know you can be successful now that you're here. We don't bring anyone in only to weed them out. Um, you are in this program because we believe that you can be successful. We're confident in your ability to succeed. So at any point, if you feel yourself having doubts or if you feel your confidence waning, know that that Lassonde believes in you, your professors believe in you. There are supports available to help you along the way, um, but you need to sometimes reach out uh, to those supports um, to make sure that we can help you be successful in what you do.
0: It's lovely hearing that the school does believe in its students, um, which is really lovely. Uh, Do you have any memories, like a favorite memory or experience that stands out if you think back on all your years, like teaching either first year students or any other classes?
1: One of the things that um, stands out to me most is when I hear about what students are doing after graduation or what students get involved with um, in their later years and seeing how much they've grown. Um, I can think of one particular student. I remember when she started her first year, she just from her body language, I could tell she wasn't quite sure about what she was doing. She was trying to, um, I think, figure herself out. And now that I see her in fourth year, doing some research with a professor, being a leader in a student club, um, trying to work with younger students and lift them up. It's amazing to see how much that she's grown in her time at the Sonde. I can think of um, another student who is really, really engaged during, during her time that I taught her. And she's reached out to me this year, now as a graduate student at another university, um, just keeping in touch and inviting me to share my experiences. And it's really rewarding to build those relationships and to see that I've been able to have some kind of impact on students.
0: That's beautiful, I love that. And I also feel personally that Lausanne has a really nice environment that um, makes it really accessible to be active. Um, I like that if you wanna do something or start something at Lausanne, there are supports available Um, for students to start their own club or start their own initiative. And uh, yeah, there's no sort of like huge barrier to overcome. Students are really welcome to like create and innovate, um, especially since we have things like the machine shop or the prototyping lab. Um, It's really nice that LaSalle does have those tools tools available for students to kind of like make university um, what they want it to be which I think is really nice.
1: So
0: how would you describe engineering education at Lusonde?
1: Um, I think engineering education is, is um, challenges you no matter where you study it. Um, and for each person, it's challenging in a different way. Sometimes it asks you to think a little bit differently. Um, sometimes you're being challenged to think about problems in new ways or problems that you never even realized were, were problems before. Um, so one of the things we talk about sometimes are creating T-shaped engineers. And, and what we mean by T-shape is that we have that breadth sort of the, the top of that T that gives you a good foundation and being able to do things like communicate what you're working on, work in collaborative environments with other people, being able to uh, think about the impact that your work has, how it's connected to different um, subjects and different challenges. And then you have that vertical part of the T which is the depth, and that's the technical knowledge you develop. And as you choose how to specialize, how you focus on specific areas and develop expertise, and the combination of those foundational skills and that breadth and that deep technical knowledge is what makes people um, effective in what they go on to do next after their engineering education.
0: That's awesome. Um, that's actually the first that I've heard about the whole like T-shaped engineers um, concept which I think is really cool. Um, and even just like as a student at Lassonde, um I actually kind of agree because uh, there are actually um, a lot of courses that focus on communication um, and like ethics and thinking more about like the solution to your problem holistically versus just like what your solution is um and how to present that so that's really neat. Um would you consider LaSonde's teaching methods to be unique? Does it differ from like other engineering universities?
1: It depends on the course really. Um I know in first year in the courses that I teach we try to make them engaging so that you're participating as you're learning. Um, So when you have a class, you'll be having discussions, you'll be answering questions in class. Um, In my class, I try to avoid having people just sit there passively and absorbing material. The nature of how a course is taught varies a fair bit from subject to subject and and what the learning outcomes are. But I think Lausanne is a school that gives professors the flexibility to teach in the way that they think best suits the subject matter. Um, at some universities, there's a lot more strict regulations about certain ways that a professor should be te- should be teaching. And sometimes those are based on outdated models of how people learn. Um, what I like about Lassonde is that as a professor, we have that flexibility to tailor our teaching in a way that best fosters student learning.
0: That's awesome. And like as a student, I've also had experienced um, flipped classrooms at Lassonde. So do you want to tell the audience about flipped classrooms and like what those are about?
1: Yeah, some of you may have learned in flipped classrooms and some of your um, studies before coming here, especially um, for those of you who have had to learn remotely. Um, And a flipped classroom really changes the role of what you do during synchronous time, time where you're together and what you do on your own independently, where a lot of the absorption of content um which is really an individual activity you can do on your own but then actually solving problems doing things having discussion you make best use of your time together um to do that so in some classes that might mean you would learn a bunch of content on your own time um sometimes through video sometimes through through self-study and then the time you spend together in class you're applying that knowledge you're building on that knowledge you might be practicing some problems um that's really what flipped classrooms are about
0: yeah i definitely feel that and um i think that they're an awesome way to learn i've uh really enjoyed the flipped classrooms that I've um, experienced in my undergrad and yeah it's just a really nice way to uh, keep the class awake and active so I really enjoy them. Um, so I guess to like wrap it up a bit with uh, a few remaining questions, how would you say the role of an engineer has evolved over time?
1: I think engineers now are being asked to think about how their work fits into a larger picture. Um, So part of that is making sure that engineers are solving the right problems. And to do that, an engineer needs to be able to listen to people, they need to be able to empathize. Um, You hear Bad stories about where an engineer thinks they know it all goes into some community or some project where they're an outsider and tries to impose their ideas and it never works out well. A successful engineer goes in and listens to concerns from people who are impacted by by problems and, and different things and then works with those people to help design Appropriate solutions, so I think I think that role of empathy and being able to listen and work with people is becoming much more important. As technology is developing, a lot more people are also thinking about the impact of technology and un- unintended consequences. Um, so it's not not good enough just to be able to do the calculations, do the, um, do the technical work. You also need to think about the impact that your work can have on the people you're designing with, designing for, and society in a broader sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, if there's one piece of advice you could impart on the audience, what would it be?
1: Try to do something to have fun in your first year. It's, it's an exciting time coming to university, learning new things, meeting new people. Make sure you find that enjoyment and it can be something you bring with you, a hobby that you've had for years or it could be something new where your curiosity takes you. But make sure you find that personal enjoyment and what you're doing.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Jeff. Um, Yeah, that's all the time that we have today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Um, Do you have any final thoughts or anything else to mention, Jeff?
1: For, For those of you joining us in the fall, I look forward to seeing you in class and getting to know you.
0: Thank you, Professor Harris. We truly appreciate your time. As we've learned, not all impact is about creating a final product, especially when we know that engineering is an iterative process. One profound way of creating impact is to teach and prepare engineers who can look at complex issues holistically and get to the root cause of the problem and finally design a solution for people with people. So our question to our audience is, are you ready to learn? You can stay tuned into our podcast and all LaSan School of Engineering activities by following us on social media. We are at LaSan School on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Visit laSan.yorku.ca slash podcast for your episode guide to This Is LaSan School.